Hey everyone, Matt here from the Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Riding School, and today I want to tell you about the online beginner course that we have available right now at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. This is a course that you can purchase and receive lifetime access to 10 lessons and 10 drills that I use when I'm teaching beginner riders out here in Prompt, Nevada. These lessons and drills are designed to take anyone who has never touched a motorcycle before and have them riding safely and comfortably at the completion of this course. We've been developing this curriculum for quite some time, and with the feedback that we have gotten from real beginner riders, I feel comfortable in saying it is the safest and most comprehensive introduction to the sport that we all love. Now, if you've been riding for quite some time but want to help someone out who is just looking to get into the sport, you can purchase this as a gift and help give them the safe introduction. Again, this is all available at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. Now, here's the show. My name is Jimmy Lewis. And I'm Crazy Neat Chakwa. And this is the Better Rider podcast. So I'm glad you remember what your name was. That That's that's a good start to this podcast. And doctor and, gave me some drugs so I could remember that. <laughs> oh, you're on the mind-altering stuff now. So anyways, Crazy Nate has been a, a, a good friend of mine and a helper at our school uh, from the old days when he was one of our very first original chase, chase drivers, chase riders, mm-hmm. because we used to go a lot longer distances and stuff. And he uh, evolved into being our chase truck driver since we've been out here in Pahrump. And now he's evolved to where we've completely banned him from doing anything because he's extra crazy, Nate, these days. <laughs> he doesn't want me to ruin the truck anymore. Well, we were just talking before the show, and he was like, he was like, oh, you finally figured out what I did to the truck. And I'm like, no, you never did anything to the truck. What would you do to the truck? Never. Oh, I never broke it, no. It, it, it got broke now and then, but it was never my fault. <laughs> okay. It just broke. It just broke. The chase truck broke. It was well, fragile. You, you were one of our best deterrents for, for riders actually going out and getting hurt. Because I used to warn them. I said, you know, and if, if you get hurt or something... <laughs> You're going to end up with in the truck with him. Yeah. And you get injured worse <laughs> well, in the ride back. Yeah, it could be. Or or it's a, you know, we don't know where he's going to go once once he tries to rescue you. So it all works out. But Nate, you have a long history in motorcycling. Um, I would like to tell the story about when we met uh, officially. Uh, I was out riding with my then young, beautiful girlfriend, Heather. And we were riding up in the mountains, and we're not going to say where those mountains are, but they're our favorite sacred mountains. And I rode up to the top of this hill climb, and I ran into these two old dudes. And by old, I mean you were probably at that time a little bit younger than I am now. Mm, no, I'd say about the same age. About the same age. Yeah. So you were up there with Dick Romus. Yeah. And I ran up to these crazy two guys. Hawaiian. A crazy Hawaiian guy. Mm-hmm. And you guys had a chainsaw. <laughs> and I rode up, and I'm like, hey, guys. And I go, what are you guys doing? And you're like, uh, I don't know if you gave me that we were out building birdhouses or you were actually working on trails. <laughs> I probably told you about the birdhouses. Yeah, I might have said birdhouses because you didn't know me at the time. But you did know me because you were in well, the dirt diggers. And I knew you as a racer. As a racer kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was probably on at the time a KDX 200 or my KX 250. I don't remember. I remember just 
a, a few months before that, I went and rode your Dirt Diggers motocross race out at Kernville oh, yeah. on a KX500. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually ended up winning the pro class on yeah, the thing. Yeah, you blew their doors off. Yeah, because it was a bunch of desert. It wasn't real motocross guys. It was a lot of desert guys doing motocross stations. But so we, we'd had interactions, but I didn't really meet you until I met that day. I met the real Nate Shakwa. Well, that's uh, too bad. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's, it, it all went downhill from there. No, it? it was it, that 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 was an awesome day because yeah. because you 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 I love the trails and you inspired me to to want to go out and work on and build and create and maintain trails, which you were yeah. a, a master of, mm-hmm. and and between a lot of the friends that I made through you um up in the mountains that we're all doing the same stuff that was uh that was some of i mean if, if i look back at all the stuff i've done some of the things i'm most proud of is some of the trails i've made mm-hmm. uh, some of the trails that we've made mm-hmm. we have a couple that we've made together and uh and then just a lot of the the, the maintenance and things we've done over the over the years and then so, to know about all the guys that get to ride them and enjoy them yeah for sure it's, it's just Makes you feel so good. I like I like the guys that ride, enjoy them, and respect them. Yeah. I don't like all the ding dongs that go and spin tires and tear them up and tell all their buddies that bring more ding dongs. But I guess they're trying to enjoy it too. I remember how hard it was to find the trails that we used to make, and even when they were there, like the trail I found you on was a f- numbered Forest Service trail, mm-hmm. and it was hard. But here's the best part about that: tell 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 them about my girlfriend at the time. Oh, Heather? Yeah. Yeah, what about it? She well, was, remember you guys said, aren't you going to go help her? <laughs> oh, yes, I, I remember that. That being male chauvinist that I was. Yeah, you're supposed to go over and help her. No, she'll help you. <laughs> oh, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty nasty uphill. They were at the top of this nasty. It had some good roots in it where you had to like launch over these roots. And you'd hear her come up and get most of the way and hear her. Bike shut off, go back down. And after like the second time, you both looked at me like they're like someone coming i go yeah it's my girlfriend (laughs) aren't you gonna go help her oh no she's a rock she'll make it up to the top of the hill so that was that was how i met nate and uh and then we started riding on those trails and working on those trails and uh i was um uh, fortunate enough to when i started doing the riding schools you were out doing these long desert rides and you're like oh you're at prim i want to come out to prim and help out at prim and this is where we started doing the schools. And so you were out at those classes almost every time. I think you like the free food. Not only that, I like the place, like the gambling and all that stuff. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> the free drinks. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. The free, the free drinks cool. at the casino. Free when, drinks and when you're, gambling. When you're t- what else? When you're stealing all their money. And then you get to go ride the bike. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was the, uh, the early days. And then, uh, and then now... Well, <laughs> I could tell some stories. It's supposed to be about riding and riding techniques, but we want to introduce you. That's no, there's the, more to it than that. <laughs> that's the whole, whole thing. There's more to it than yeah, that. Yeah, the, the personalities. And this is, a, this is a good thing. You know, when you do come to the school, you get to meet a lot of neat people. Uh, you, you interact with some really interesting people. Like today, we were talking with two Canadian cops. Yeah. You know, I didn't from, know they were cops. Yeah, from God, different, different disciplines. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's doctors and lawyers. Sometimes it's plumbers. I was a plumber today. Um, well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's, you know, it's plumbers and tradesmen and then all different kinds of, uh, all different kinds of things. And, you know, you get to, you get to talk to them and meet them at the class during lunch and whatnot. So, uh, 
as far as the writing stuff goes, you come from a different era of yeah. writing. Yeah. So this standing up thing is kind of crazy to you. Well, there's a, there was a reason for it, right? Now it it wasn't it wasn't. Well, it was purpose, but it wasn't really meant to be what it did. What it was about was when I first started writing, I was in terrible shape, right? I, w- I didn't work out, you know, to try and be the best physical and all that. I was this Mr. Peeper's school teacher, yeah. right? So I was really out of shape. So I got on the bike, and to get, to get any distance at all, I had to sit down. <laughs> I, and it can, I didn't have the strength to stand up on the pegs and, and bang and do all that stuff. So I developed a way of going as fast as I could possibly go, sitting down. <laughs> and that was crazy. People thought I was crazy, but that's, and they said, I thought, they thought I was doing that. No, I wasn't doing that on purpose. I was doing it because I didn't have any strength. To, oh, okay. So it was, it was a result of something. That's right, of being out of shape. Five, five days in the classroom. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then get ready to go out on a weekend. One day out yeah, in the desert and, racing. Know, that's it. And uh, as it was, I didn't have time to work out or anything. I didn't have the money to work out either. So, uh, I, yeah, and it worked. Yeah. I got to be going but, pretty fast <laughs> sitting on the seat. Well, you, you, did, you did win yeah, the Greenhorn Enduro. Yeah. I won a lot of races sitting yeah. on the seat. But Just, the reason was I didn't get as tired as the other guys because I was sitting on the seat <laughs> and they were standing up, you know, using all their energy. <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to fundamentally disagree with everything you said. Of course. But, but it's illogical. Th- no, that's okay. Now, I, I, always, I always wondered the, the reason. But then in the beginning, the bikes were kind of designed a little bit more to sit down on. Absolutely. Um, you Absolutely. think about you think about the bikes now, the seats are getting kind of... Oh, kinda, everything. They're so not... Spend yeah, well, the suspension's Everything. good, but it's stiff, and the seats are kind of small. There's no padding in it. Um, and in the old days, I mean, think about the seats on your old Yamahas, because you were a Yamaha guy. Yeah, there were couch, couches. <laughs> they were, you know, it, yeah, they, took, they, they looked at you and said, sit on me. Right? And so I did, right? And yeah. they worked pretty good. But those are the days that we really didn't have manufactured, you know, really good dirt bikes. They were street bikes that were converted. My first dirt bike was a 305 Superhawk. <laughs> it weighed like more than my car right now. You 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 not only raced it on Sunday, yeah. you raced it to work. Oh, absolutely. No, I put the stuff back on it and rode it to work. Of course I did. I was too poor to have a dirt bike. Yeah. So, but even as even as the dirt bikes evolved, um, they they were your your first bikes were you know scramblers and things yeah, of this nature. That's what this was. That's yeah. what this was. So, if you're not familiar with what that is, go look at when you see these guys doing these hooligan races. Yeah. And these guys are are chickens. They just ride them around a flat track. They don't even go out and pound them through the desert. Actually, they're they're starting to do this now. Oh yeah, but they work pretty good on flat yeah. track. Like like at the races, like the mint. Yeah, flat track. They're good they bikes. They really work good. But at races like the mint now, uh, every once in a while, these guys uh, they'll they have like a, a kind of a hooligan class and stuff. And so guys are, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, why do you want to beat yourself up that bad? You should start a riding school, Nate. Yeah, right. <laughs> you should do a class yeah, the day right. before the, uh, the the those races where they have it and say, I was a pro at this stuff. Let me show you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to show them how I did it. No. Okay. I don't think that would work, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So so back in the evolution of the, of the bikes, you also... Um, boy, that's bad, Jimmy. Total non-proper <laughs> etiquette. Okay, so back to the show. <laughs> okay. The, so 
you became uh, mm-hmm. a test rider mm-hmm. for Rick Simon, Super mm-hmm. Hunky, at yep. Dirt Bike Magazine. Yep. And I guess it was a chance encounter where yep. you where you bumped into this guy with Dirt Bike. Or no, he bumped into you. Right. Because well, you had no... Happened who, in an alley. Yeah. Happened in an alley. He was servicing his dirt bike. And for I, God only knows what, I don't remember why, I was driving down that alley and saw this guy working on his dirt bike in the back in the back of his garage out of the alley and i had that small 305 super hawk yeah. dirt bike not really street bike and got to talking to him and that was it yeah from then on we became buddies and went to the races me with my tank and him with a real life dirt bike and then <laughs> before you knew it i was on a real life dirt bike because you became one of Friends. his main Ricky, test riders rick got all that rick did everything for me he, he was amazing amazing yeah and if you want to read some of the stories that are tall tales yet definitely based in some form of form of truth Monkey Most of butt. them got a little bit of truth in them. Yeah, <laughs> monkey butt. The best, the, one of the best stories in there is is Rick describing uh, Nate's driving on the way out to Baymare Motocross. Oh no, Park. you're not going to bring that one up. <laughs> oh no, that was that was because you're known you're known for spending a lot of money on friv- frivolous items, like things like tie downs. I, I couldn't do that. I was a school teacher. Right. Right. Bottom of the pay scale. So what do I do? I use shoestrings and ropes and stuff like that. You guys got tie downs. I heard it was chains. And each, Oh, definitely. <laughs> chains were great. They come off the wall by themselves. And oh, my God. And, and, and since you like spending a lot of money on gas, you were developing this technique, especially during the fuel crunch of the 70s. It was called hypermiling, right? Uh, yeah. It, it meant never use your brakes. And carry as much speed around the turns as possible. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, ask my wife. I still do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I still do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I coast down every hill. <laughs> Never break into a turn. Oh, my God, no. Yeah. You lose all your horseball. You could lose mileage. Yeah, but imagine how much time you spent trying to find the motorcycles when they flew off into the lemon groves. Oh, that's another story. <laughs> that was because of the trailer that I built out scrap metal from the from the oil fields and I put it all together made a trailer out of it and uh, the the loops for the tie downs yep right I, I used huge nails and bent them welded them and they came loose half the time and the other half of the time I had to use ropes didn't have tie downs and you hit a oh and the other thing is the trailers didn't have any suspension right <laughs> they were just steel welded to a uh, an axle. Yeah. Right? So you hit a bump, and the only suspension is going to be the bike to the trailer, right? <laughs> and chains don't work. When, when you squish it, the chain comes off, right? And then the bike comes up and starts flying. <laughs> and pretty soon you look out your rear mirror, and the bike's flying past you. <laughs> and you're going, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> and lands in a, an orchard upside down. Yeah. And I, we couldn't find it. It was down a hill. Rick and I got out of the car and couldn't find his bike. We went around and around pretty soon. Was we there, heard, was it, was we there? heard dribbling. Something was dripping. And we turned around and his bike's upside down. <laughs> Gas pouring out of it in this guy's orchard. Oh, my God. Was we, there an electric fence involved? 
You know, I don't remember if it was electric. There was a barbed wire fence. <laughs> yeah, it might have been, but we had to get it over the fence and yeah, back think, up on a trailer. I think in the lay, book it was the, the fence may have been electric, but you know how and, the stories go, right? <laughs> if it was, we got over that one too. But we got to Bay Mary a little late. I, I missed practice. <laughs> <laughs> so in all this motocross racing, you were a uh, District 37 number one motocross plate holder? Yeah, I held five of those Okay, at different times. I never held them consecutively, though, because for one thing, I didn't have the money to keep doing it over and over. And then for another thing is the um, I didn't have time. So I would get like a number one plate. It takes a lot. You yep. got to go to every point paying event and get ready for it and everything and put money into it and a whole bit. And so that whole year is like taken up yep. to my, my sport. And then being a family guy and I had kids, it's like I had to give a break. So the next year I didn't race. All right. And then the next year. I started getting withdrawal symptoms, so I had to go back <laughs> racing. And so I raced every other year and recuperated every other year financially <laughs> and, and for my marriage. Yeah. And, and uh, so that's why I have five number one plates. And not, every and not 10? Other, yeah. And every other year I had it. And it was from, started at the 250s and went to the open class and then went to seniors too. Yep. When I was a senior, I had a number one plate there, too. And I had a number one plate going in the desert, too, before I got eliminated. Eliminated. Yeah, eliminated. <laughs> Some guy, I'm the reason why there's a bomb return, Oh, smoke bomb return, because <laughs> I was a really good racer. I was a number one, had a number one plate, practicing the bomb run. Yep. And we at, in those days... You practice so, the bomb so, run, so you those, turn around and came back. So for those people that don't know, a bomb run is oh, when they, right, out right. in the desert, I have to explain yeah. this. So in desert races, yeah, especially yeah. older desert races, yeah. they'd basically draw a chalk line across the desert and then out they'd find a hill or something like that and they'd, they'd have a pile of tires that would be burning. And that's why they called it a bomb and you'd see right. the smoke out there. Right. But before the race, usually the day before the race, you're able to go out and ride your line from the start line to the bomb and you practice this right. so you can get a good start. And this is what Nate's talking about mm -hmm. doing. And you were I had, practicing it. I had been running up the last, I'd run, I think I'd run four practices up to the bomb. And so I knew every every hill that I didn't have to, flew, you know, let off the throttle so I could fly over a hill and know that there was nothing on rocks or anything on the other side. Yep. And so I was really, really flying. And I hit another guy in midair coming backwards on the bomb. Oh. In midair. It um, damn near killed both of us. I still got the steel plate in my left leg and um, screws in the whole bit. And it kind of put a damper on my... On your desert racing? I was 40 years old. Yeah. So anyway, I kind of, yeah. I went desert racing after that. And I, <laughs> and I did. I did really good. I did a couple of um, uh, European scrambles. And I was still really good at that because... There's no bomb run. <laughs> I don't have to worry about or running into anybody. Not a big giant yeah, bomb Yeah, and run. I did really good at that, too. But uh, So after that, they decided to make it so everybody had to ride. You get to the bomb, and then there was a bomb run return, so right. we didn't have two-way traffic That's on the right. bomb practice. And, you had, and the bomb run is now marked, especially with striped ribbons, so you have to stay on that ribbon on the way back. Right. So you don't do stuff like that would happen. In yeah. those days. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, I, I remember we, I, when I raced, there was always a bomb run return. And I, yeah. I, I do remember you telling me this story. So mm -hmm. and now I re-remember that you're uh, responsible yeah. for. Because I was a credible 
I was a credible threat um, racing. You know, if I was just Joe Dokes that didn't have any, you know, racing background, everybody knew who I was, knew I was really a good rider. And if something like that could happen to a rider at my quality, then, then it anybody. could happen. Yeah. And so they all went, whoa, wait a minute, we got to change this. And we changed, they changed it. District 37 changed it. Yeah. That was great. Well, right on. Um, let's get let's get back into the the writing techniques. Uh, have you learned anything from all of the stuff that I teach in these classes that we teach in these classes? Wow, have I learned anything? <laughs> I doubt it. I have a very low IQ, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't retain a lot of stuff. <laughs> because so I, don't I know. promise, I That's, promise you. What did I retain? All these years of hanging out, sitting in the truck, listening to me babble about how to how to ride better and stuff like that, is I, any, has any of it actually sunk in? Yeah. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to know one. Those, it is the best way in the world to go out and enjoy yourself and go racing and forget about everything else. That's what I learned. That's what racing is. Oh, okay. It's just the whole world disappears. Only one thing is important, uh-huh. and that's racing and hanging out with your buddies. Oh, okay. It, clear, it cleans your spirit. I thought we were going to talk about balance and traction. Is that involved? Really? <laughs> in, the, in the school? <laughs> may, bless you. Balance and may, traction. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it does. I guess it does, for real. <laughs> but, but the most important thing for me, uh, and I think for other people it is too, 90% of the people that are racing out there are, are hardworking every way, which way they work. They're all hardworking people. Yep. And they get out on the weekends and, and get their souls cleansed. With right. Get on that dirt bike and screw that throttle on, and nothing matters except that. Your soul is cleansed. And so that's, that's what I did. That's okay. what I did. That's what so I do, you, do you think every that, weekend that, that they should... Every weekend, they didn't should, have to listen to the prats in the classroom. Oh, oh they, should, <laughs> they shouldn't. They, don't need, they just need to go racing, not come to the class. Well, no, you really want to learn how to win. Yeah, you, you go get somebody that knows what they're doing. Okay, what and if you, tells you the secrets of it? What if like you, you? What did. if maybe winning like is? You what if maybe winning, winning isn't on your top priority list, but you want to go out and like crash less and uh, be less tired at the end of the race? Maybe that would be a good reason to come to the school. Or you'd miss a weekend of racing and spend extra money, and they shouldn't do it. No, I think the best thing to do is learn to come to the school oh. to learn to learn the techniques that you need. I had to bait that hook pretty heavy. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> you learn the techniques that make it work for you. Okay, yeah. good. You yeah. don't just go out and screw the throttle on and hope for the best and find out the hard way. Oh, that didn't work. But it worked for you. That you, was you have, yeah, you have number, yeah. Hey, I've seen your number had. one plates in the that's garage. That's all I had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I learned by crashing and burning, and that didn't work. So try something else. Okay, a lot so, of crashes and burns. So I'm going to break some news to you here. Okay. So, so really, the reason that we had you riding sweep, which meant behind everybody, mm-hmm. is because I did not want anybody to witness your riding <laughs> technique. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted, didn't want me to corrupt their, their well, riding style. Because, like, I mean, you haul, like, legitimately haul ass. Like, I, I've got time. We've been riding together sometimes. Yeah. Like, Nate, slow the hell down. And he's like, he's like, why did I slow down? I go, man, you went right through those rocks. Like, I didn't even see him. <laughs> and he was not lying. He really didn't see them. Well, but, see, there's a thing. You, you, 
he didn't really notice that I wasn't really sitting on the seat. I was just a few inches above it, uh-huh. right? And so you, it looks like I'm sitting on the seat all the time, right? And so I really, uh, I, that was the secret. Get really low on the seat. And it, it worked really, see, that way you didn't have to stretch up and use all that energy and then sit back <laughs> down. You only have to raise this much and go back and forth. It's I, a lot easier. I, I'm surprised that your technique has not um, migrated up with the top racers of today. Because yeah. I, I don't see Because they're all better than me. <laughs> oh, really? They, they, they couldn't race the bikes that you race. They'd cry and complain. Well, that's why I beat them. Because <laughs> they all, all they did was cry and complain. T- tell us how you won the Greenhorn Enduro. I really didn't win the Greenhorn Enduro. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the Dirt Diggers Motorcycle Club won the Greenhorn Enduro for me, right? Greenhorn Enduro is 500 miles, two, two days of racing, right? You have to have the best pit crew in the world to do that, right? If you want to do good. Right. And I had it. They, they, they were there at every single pit stop. And I beat the pits. Sometimes I would beat the pit crew to the pits. Yep. Went to my pit stop. They would scramble through and get whatever they had to get from everybody else, put it together, put me on the bike, and get me going again. Right? Because you, you wanted to quit after the first else. day. It was really oh, absolutely, gnarly. Absolutely. And I didn't know how to keep time. And girls, <laughs> you, know, you have to know how to keep time. This is but an important thing. Th- yes. This enduro was the worst, was the best enduro, the hardest enduro probably ever. It's like an ISDT thing. Yep. You just go as fast as you can, as hard as you can, and hope for the best. Because right? it was so gnarly. Yeah, it was so freaking gnarly. You got behind and you just were catching I, up. I was always catching up and I was always getting to the checkpoint either at zero or maybe one or two minutes late, right? Well, you, the only way to do that is not by keeping time all along. It's right. by having that throttle screwed on every every time you get seems a chance. To be, it seems to be a theme, but we'll yeah. keep going. Yeah, so so I get to the I get to the checks either on time or a minute late, and I blew two checks, right? And they both got thrown out, right? <laughs> because they were at the wrong place, okay. right? They were in the wrong places, and, and all of my, the rest of my checks were great. But that's not all. When I, that's an overnight race. You know, you race for right. two days, right? At the end of that, remember, I'm not in good shape. I'm a school teacher, okay. right? And I don't go to the gym and I don't work out. And you were so, riding a dirt bike magazine riding, test bike. That's correct. And it was a correct. piece of junk. It was a, I don't know, a 250 Yamaha or something. Right. Some dirt bike test bike. And so when I got to the end of that first day, 250 miles, I almost couldn't get off the bike. I was totally freaking exhausted. Yeah. I was just, yeah. And I said, Dave, Dave, you're doing great. You're winning this thing. And I said, I don't give a shit. I quit. And they go, no, you can't win. You can't quit. You're winning, Nate. You're winning. And I go, dude, I'm done. I laid on the back of the pickup truck, right, with all my clothes on and fell asleep. Poof, just like that. I said, Nate, you got, the, the frames cracked on this thing. You got to get it to, it was at Ridgecrest, Charlie's place. Yep. That was the overnight thing. And uh, you got, Nate, you got to get it. We got, I'm sorry, okay. You, you got, there. you have to, you have to get, you got to take this. No, I don't, I quit. And then goes, dude, I'm done. I lay in the back of the truck. 
They thought, no, woke up, the, Nate, wake up in the morning, the sun's coming up. I'm still laying in the back of the truck, right? Nate, get up, get up, you gotta go. You're, you're gonna, your time's coming up. And what, what? Come on, the bike, I said, what are the bikes? But no, it's not, I get up, the bike's all welded together, it's all gassed up, it's oiled, it's everything, ready to go, and the roll chart's on there, and every, get on the bike and go. That's why I won. Yeah. And, and I got, got on the bike and, and went. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It was like ISDT, just ride it as fast and hard as you could. And um, I did. And it, that's why I won. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really win that. Okay, so the you're so no no training. You used yeah. no training. No, no, You so didn't much. do much bike prep. No, the the bike was prepped hopefully when I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I put gas in it. Right. You just you you you, you weren't gonna race anymore, but you just woke up and raced. Absolutely. Right. Okay. I was exhausted. The next day, though, when I got on the bike uh, and I started riding, I felt good. Okay. Right? That, that, I must have slept 10, 12 hours. I don't know how long I slept. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get up till the sun woke me up. Right? <laughs> so I was really refreshed. Yeah. So um, that all worked out. It was, it was amazing. But I did a lot of enduros that were like that. The really, really hard ones I did good at because I was never a good timekeeper. I couldn't, I mean, timekeeping was really hard for me. Okay, so in every in every episode, what we like to do, and we talked a little bit about the nugget, we like to give away a little bit of a nugget, because we've really talked hardly anything about, like, real riding school stuff, but your stories are epic. Yeah, and well, uh, I wanted to sh- I wanted to share some of the personalities that we have uh, uh-huh. in our in our class. So even today, we we pretty much ban Nate from talking to yeah, the clients because yeah, it's bad. He he would just tell him, "Yo, dude, just don't listen to him. Just sit down and gas it." Right? Yeah, I would don't yeah don't do what I did. Right? <laughs> do it the right way. Prep. Get prepared. So, so, get prepared. So you 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 let a little bit, but you've got to have the secret magic sauce for the sit down riding technique. And I don't I don't really I think you talked a little bit about it you might well, have talked about this hovering or whatever it is but yes, i'm just gonna that's correct. i'm that's giving correct. i'm giving you the floor right now okay you're gonna tell me about the the sit down riding technique okay the sit down thing is you're, you're actually only three or four inches off the seat really uh-huh. right you're bent you're bent your knees are bent and everything but it's not to the point where you're exhausting your your thigh muscles right because you're so close to the seat so when you're not going up in the gear and back now what do you do when you're standing up full on the bike which most people do right right and so i think i conserved energy that way by, by kind of bouncing up yes, off the yes, seat like yes, sort of hovering right. that's right okay and that's probably why well because i didn't i didn't prepare physically i didn't work out <laughs> i didn't have time school was you know i, I really didn't have time and i went to you have to go to college, you have to go to school after you go to school, you teach, and then you... So I didn't really have the time. Okay. Right? And and to get out on the weekend, go riding. And the worst thing that happens is that it happened to me a lot, your thigh muscles. Those are the whole thing. I the can understand this. is your thigh muscles. They have to be made out of steel. Right? <laughs> if they are, you're going to win. I mean, okay. You're going to do good. Or, or, I, I or, you're, or you're not going to get as tired as anybody else who tries this that's technique. That's right. So my sitting barely off the seat is saved a lot of energy. Okay. And that was the whole thing. I completely and disagree with you. I know I couldn't you. go as fast. 
I know, I know it couldn't go as fast, but it if was fast enough to beat them. All right. Most of them. Most <laughs> so, of them. So like we say, there's a, reason, there's a reason why we call him Crazy Nate. <laughs> we love him to death. <laughs> and uh, it, he, he, he's, uh, he's a teacher of young, influential minds. But was. Not, yeah, was. but not of uh, motor, motorcycles. I tell you what, you can, you, can make a, you can make a really good motorcycle trail, though. There, there's some trails that, that, that you've made that are epic. And uh, it required a lot of work, and and uh, that became my passion. Yeah, really making trails for other guys to ride. I got that made me feel so good when I made a bitching trail, and guys would ride it and go, "Wow, man, that was." I, love I used that. to like bringing like hot that. shot racers that didn't mm-hmm. know how to trail ride mm-hmm. up to the mountains, mm-hmm. and uh, we would take them on a on a trail, mm-hmm. and they would go, "Oh, who are you bringing?" And he, <laughs> at the time, he was kind of kind of they were they were gnarly enough to where. <laughs> He didn't want to ride them, like especially with the guys I was riding with them. Yeah. But you knew how to go from one entrance to another entrance to another entrance. And I remember showing up, and this is we'll end it on this note. I'd show up with these hot shot racer guys, yeah, big name guys, big name guys. You know these guys. Well, they're old now, but you you know them. We'd show up, and and Nate would kind of ride up. He'd ride up and meet us where we were meeting. And then I go, who's that? And I go, oh, it's, that's uh, Nate. And they'd see this old guy could kind of hard, hard time getting on and off his bike and just kind of come skidding up on some bike that was, sometimes they were painted all black and your gear was a little ratty. <laughs> Most of them were painted either black or brown. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Yeah. And uh, so so they go, who's that guy? Oh, it's, it's crazy Nate. He made a lot of these trails up here. He's going to go riding with us. And they'd get so bummed out. They'd be like, oh. This is gonna suck. This guy can't, can't, you know. They, they, there's no way he could ride him. Well, he'd ride in with us, and he'd be, he'd kind of right, be right behind the guys and stuff. They get someplace gnarly. Well, Nate would sort of disappear, and then he'd be at the end of the trail. We'd pop out at the end of the trail, and the, the guys are all struggling and having a hard time, and you're already there. And and after like the third time, they're like, "Hey, what, what's up? How's that?" How's that? Do? I go. Do, you didn't see him go by you. We used to tell him. It's like, no. Oh, there's a there was a go around line. He passed you guys. You when you were stuck on that rock, he went right by. When you were picking like, your bike up. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> or you're dragging your bike down that hill, or you know, pushing it up that hill. He rode right by you, and they're like, really? <laughs> we used to screw with these guys so bad. So uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was priceless. Or the times when you were on the trails and they were gnarly, <laughs> and you'd come up and you go, hey, you want me to help? <laughs> The hotshot kid. <laughs> you know, some old guy. Yeah, hey, you want me to help? Or, or you'd start giving them riding techniques. What would you tell them when they were stuck on rocks? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Probably nothing. Get up, hurry up. Get, oh, yeah. hurry up. That was my favorite Hurry up, line. get out of my way. <laughs> that was my favorite line. Hurry <laughs> up. Okay. Hurry up. So anyways, uh, good to have you on the show, Nate. Um, say hi to all your fans out there. There's there's a lot of people that watch have, this podcast. I still have fans. Most of them are dead. Oh, <laughs> no, all the people that have come to the class before they they loved you. <laughs> you're, you're always laughing and having every good time. And then life is good. Yeah, yeah. Life's and then really and then every on a very rare occasion we had to have you drive somebody out of the desert, but it was few and far between. Usually from bike problems more than anything else. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Rarely injuries. Yeah. So just cool. like this. It, Rarely injuries. Right on. Well, anyways, so at the end of the show, we always say, we'll see you out in the trail. Give see them a it. thumbs up and cheers. See you.
Oh, your, hand, your hand doesn't bend anymore? Well, this is arthritis, dude. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that from hanging on when you were doing <laughs> that squat position? <laughs> Look at it. It's made for the handlebar. That's what right. they say about mine. Arthritis. They, they hold beers and handlebars real well. Perfectly. Yeah, the doctor goes, don't you want to be able to bend that? And I go, no, as long as it does that. And you know what? <laughs> and the doctor's looking at me and oh, pervert. And I go, no, <laughs> God. <laughs> the handlebar slides over the hands. That's all you got to do. Mine does the same thing. Yeah. We're the same kind you of You don't have to make a fist. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be. Just make that. <laughs> it works great. <laughs> okay. So anyways, with that, everybody, we'll see you out on the trail. Cheers. 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 <laughs>